The next New Jersey Devils game, unfortunately, has to be postponed due to a COVID outbreak amongst the Ottawa Senators organization. So, damn, COVID strikes again. And also, what are my reactions from some key moments against the Rangers? And what are my overall reactions from uh, the weekend set of games that we had against the Bruins and also the Rangers once again? Well, uh, there's a lot to discuss in this episode, so buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devil, Trey Matthews. Elias scores! Oh, Steven stepped up, nailed him. Rodor has got the puck. What a shot. The Devils win the Stanley Cup. All righty, now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews, and it's currently 9.50 p.m. Eastern Time, November 15, 2021, at the time of recording. Okay, so before we get on with today's episode, a couple of announcements. So this past weekend was kind of a big one for me. I was officially initiated into the Theta Chi fraternity at my school. So I just want to use this opportunity to reach out. So for any of my listeners who are currently in Theta Chi or are alum of Theta Chi, please reach out to me. I would love to just communicate with you and talk about your overall experience with the Theta Chi fraternity. Uh, my chapter is Theta Zeta Beta. So uh, yeah, if you are a Theta Chi uh, brother, I would love to just interact with you because now we have something in common. We both like the devils and we're both in Theta Chi. So once again, if you are in the Theta Chi fraternity, please reach out to me at TreyMat4 or uh, my email is TreyEmeryMatthews at gmail.com. I would love to talk to you. And speaking of fans, guys, okay, so you guys know, I usually say this at the end of each episode, which is, you know, if you have an opinion uh, about something or if you agree or disagree with my certain takes, please reach out to me because I would love to talk to you about it. Whether, you know, you agree with me, disagree with me, whether you think I am 100% right or 100% wrong, don't be afraid to reach out to me and, you know, correct me. Get, look, guys, I'm human like the rest of you. So I make mistakes. And if I make a mistake, just please let me know about it. Now, I, I, I'm uh, where is this coming from? You're probably asking. Well, uh, over the weekend, I received a review on Apple Podcasts. And I, this isn't like a feel sorry for me. This isn't a sympathy party. This isn't me trying to call anyone out. So I'm not going to say who left the review. It wasn't a bad review. It was like, you know, three out of five stars. You know, it's not the best. It's not the worst. But at the same time, you know, it, it, it kind of opened my eyes a little bit. So this person said that I was, you know, giving the false information or I was like misleading uh, you guys. First and foremost, I would never try to mislead you guys with false information. That is why I tell you guys where I get my sources from. So if you listen to my episodes, especially during the course of the offseason or if something big is going on, then, you know, I will say, so according to so-and-so of, you know, their branch of where they cover the devils at, I will say, like, you know, that's where I got that information from. So, you know, uh, he, he was kind of, he or she was referring to uh, that game against the Calgary Flames when I gave the false information. Like, look, the stats I give came directly from MSG, like literally during the broadcast. And I'm just the messenger. I'm, I'm not the person who, you know, does the research and just says, oh, yeah, look at this. This was... Um, uh, happened in this instance, the devil's rank in this aspect. I'm the type of person to just say, oh, MSG said that? Okay, so I'll report it in the next episode and give my overall thoughts on it. And, you know, like, uh, remember when Damon Severson was getting a lot of hate for getting three penalties against the LA Kings game? 
And, uh, you know, I said, well, according to Alex Chabonsi of the Hockey Writers, his Corsi 4 percentage was this and this throughout the entirety of the game. So, theoretically, he actually had a solid performance. But, you know, that one period really did cost us uh, the potential win. You know, that that's how I report you guys the information. So, I would purposely never ever try to give you guys a false information so if you are that listener who left that review you know reach out to me i would love to talk to you about it and you know explain where my mindset is and if i went wrong somewhere please tell me where i went wrong i'll look back at the episode and i'll tell you okay you are right or no here's where i got my sources from and i was just a messenger in this case and, you know usually i get my sources from you know credible uh outlets so like cory masasek of the athletic amanda stein who it, you know, reports for the New Jersey Devils directly. And then, you know, Alex Javancy, my former colleague at the Hockey Writers. I also now work at Pucks and Pitchforks, a fan sided. So, you know, I got connections out there. Uh, I've had Bryce Salvador onto this show. I usually get uh, the stats information from, uh, you know, uh, graphics that MSG shows throughout the entirety of the game and just report it to you guys, That which is why, you know, sometimes I'll have a surprise expression, whatever the case might be. Uh, so yeah, like if you're that fan who left that review, I'm not sure if you're still subscribed to my podcast, I would love to talk to you. So just reach out. Now, let's get back to the New Jersey Devils, shall we? So this is supposed to be a pregame analysis episode for the New Jersey Devils. Unfortunately, it's not going to happen this time around because we we had a game scheduled against the Ottawa Senators, but unfortunately, 10 Senators players are in the COVID protocol list and uh, the the NHL decided to suspend the game. So it's not canceled, it's just postponed. So we don't know when the makeup date will be. If you have tickets to the game, I'm sure they've released some information. But overall, the New Jersey Devils will not be playing the Ottawa Senators tonight. And it's a little disappointing. And here are the reasons why. And I'm not trying to be insensitive about the whole ordeal. I'm just, you know, stating my opinion. So uh, this game against the Ottawa Senators, it was supposed to be one of those, like, gimme games for us. Because when we're looking at the overall record for the Ottawa Senators, yeah, they've played 15 games so far and their overall record is 4 10 and 1 and they only have uh nine points the entirety of the year in the atlantic division so you know they're not really the best team out there so uh especially coming off of two straight losses albeit we were able to get a point from that rangers game i i just feel as though that was going to be one of those gimme games for the new jersey devils and i've been saying this in the last few episodes i said against the ottawa centers that's a game you have to win that's a game where you have to get the two points and the fact that we're not going to get it right away can be a little disappointing especially you know we lost a tough one to the Bruins we lost a tough one to the Rangers and you know my overall reaction from that uh weekend set of games for the New Jersey Devils is that I can't be disappointed with their efforts it's just sometimes the cookie crumbles in the wrong direction and it did so in this case because look we got to face uh the Panthers on Thursday then we got to face the Lightning on Saturday then we got to face uh the Wild on Wednesday and, you know, overall, you know, th that's going to be a challenge for us. You Like, I've been saying time in and time out that th these next set of games for the New Jersey Devils are going to be big challenges for us going forward because it it'll really show if we're the real deal or not. So when we're looking at the Florida Panthers, even though we beat them a couple days ago, they're still tops on the Atlantic Division because their record is 10-2-3 with 23 points. And then the Lightning uh, are still in the top three in the Atlantic Division. They are 8-3-3 with 19 points. And then when we look at the Minnesota Wild, they are tops on the Central Division. They have played 14 games so far. They have a record of 10-4-0, and and they have 20 points. So the, these next few set of games are going to be very difficult for the New Jersey Devils. And, uh, you know, j just based on not having Jack Hughes or Miles Wood, it'll make things difficult. I'm not going to count out the New Jersey Devils. I, like, I counted them out against the game against the Florida Panthers, and I 
kind of regret doing that because I think I underestimated the firepower and the overall will from this Devils organization. I also underestimated the, the coaching strategy from Lindy Ruff, even though I feel like he made a mistake over this weekend and it involves uh, Kako and Blackwood. We'll talk about that later in the episode. But overall, it, you know, like I said, against the Ottawa Senators, that's a game you really want, especially when you're about to play the next three games and they're going to be very tough. And then, you know, we got the Predators, and then we got the Flyers, and we got the Sharks again, and then the Wild once again. So, you know, it's it's going to get worse before it gets better for us. And right now, like I said, the schedule is not really looking in our favor, but we're just going to have to try our best to just save face and overall just, just muscle through it because I don't, I don't know what else to say because the Predators are right below the Wild in, in the Central Division. So, you know, like I said, this is going to be very tough. And then we got the Flyers who, are, who we are barely ahead in the Metropolitan Division, and that's what I want to talk about now. So despite the New Jersey Devils dropping the last two games um, against the Bruins and also the Rangers, we're actually doing pretty decent in the Metropolitan Division. So uh, we're behind the Hurricanes, Capitals, and Rangers, but we are ahead of the Flyers, Blue Jackets, Penguins, and Islanders. And, you know, for the Penguins and Islanders, it's kind of comfortable because, you know, we're uh, three points ahead of the Penguins and then we're five points ahead of, ahead of the Islanders. And quite honestly, I thought the Islanders would be much better this time around. But, you know, for the Devils, it's just like these next two games, not going to be easy for us. And that game against the Ottawa Senators, trust me, it hurts. And hopefully it does not come back to bite us. But Overall, you know, like I said, game got postponed due to COVID. I said this could have happened at the beginning of the year. I said, look, uh, do I expect all 82 games to be played on their set time and date? No, I expect maybe one or two games to get postponed, but it'll be nothing like it was uh, earlier this year in which the Devils were basically out of commission for two weeks. I don't think that's going to happen, uh, you know, this year, or I really hope it doesn't happen, but knock on wood, but I, I, I am 99.9% sure that it's not going to happen, especially with all the vaccinations, all the protocols, whatever the case might be. I don't think uh, something that severe is going to happen, but still, I, I anticipate maybe a game or two would maybe get postponed or pushed back due to COVID uh, protocols and you know what we've played 14 games so far that uh, you know we were able to play on their set uh, time and date and this is the first game that just got postponed it just happened to be a game that we really could have used especially since we're about to play probably one of our toughest parts of the schedule the Devils have surprised me so far and I got to respect them for that but overall you know like I said going against the Bruins going against the Rangers I said that was going to be a challenge for us and even though we got a point from the Rangers just I don't think the Devils are satisfied with moral victories but we got a point out of it and it's unfortunate that you know we uh, had our three game win streak snap we also had our four game point streak snap but we could start a new streak now we have a point streak going we've uh, you know gotten a point in one straight game let's try to do it against the Panthers once again let's do it against the Lightning then the Wild but we just got to take a game in a game out and just know some things aren't going to go our way so overall like I said guys very disappointing but at the same time not the end of the world now there's a couple things I want to talk about in this episode. So usually I don't really recap um, games over the weekend because I feel as though, you know, that's too far back and I want to focus on the now. But one of the plays costed us the game and also injured our goalie. And the other one is just something that we've been seeing all season. And I just want to see like, you know, was that a dirty play? Is PK Subban improving? So I think you guys know where I'm going with this. So one of it involves Kako's goal on uh, Mackenzie Blackwood that ultimately 
ultimately placed uh, Mackenzie Blackwood into the concussion protocol. And the other one is, did P.K. Subban trip up Sammy Blay in period number three? Because I feel like those two events really need to be discussed because overall, we know what happened in the game. And it was a heartbreaking game. You know, we, we went into a shootout and, uh, you know, Bernier just got fooled by Chris Kreider. And I think Kreider's embracing being the villain towards the New Jersey Devils organization because we know what he and P.K. Subban were doing against one another uh, during the course of the preseason. But, you know, ultimately, you know, Jonathan Bernier did everything he could potentially do to keep the Devils, like, afloat. And, you know, unfortunately, he got placed into a very interesting predicament, especially with Mackenzie Blackwood being uh, taken out of the game so late. So, you know, props to Mackenzie uh, Blackwood for trying to, you know, hero his way out of it. But you've probably heard the saying, don't be a hero. Like, it's early in the season. There's no risk in, you know, getting yourself even more injured. You've been injured before, and we did fairly well. And, you know, you being out, it'll cost us. But at the same time, I would much rather Mackenzie Blackwood be out for a couple games versus like a few months because, you know, his head is completely messed up and he needs to like, you know, take it easy. He, he uh, you know, is drinking his food through a straw, whatever the case might be, and doesn't even care what he was doing a few months ago because stuff like that is serious. Now, before we talk about that kind of stuff, uh, I need to give you guys the first live read this morning and it comes from DirecTV Stream. So does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch a game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream and it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of that clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content does vary by package. And now the second live read this morning comes from Built Bar. So I love Thanksgiving, all the good food and treats and plenty of them, but maybe you want a yummy dessert but isn't so full of calories and sugar. It's a perfect time for Built Bars. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. I am certain that you want to feast on something delicious and feel good about it. So one slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. So most Built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace that coconut cream pie with coconut Built Bar or go for a raspberry Built Bar instead of the raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors and to replace any good old pie. So low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein. Covered in 100% real chocolate. Built Bar is a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a Built Bar or two or three or four. So share some of your at your family gatherings if you want to make things a little less awkward. Maybe Aunt Betty hasn't tried a Built Bar yet. So new surprises all month. Limited time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly. So check the site often. There's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday. Mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. So the offer is go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCK15, you'll get 50% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Okay, now let's talk about some of the events that happened uh, during the course of the New York Rangers and the New Jersey Devils game. Now, though, before we get into the bad and I have to give my overall opinion, let's talk about Dawson Mercer, shall we? Because this guy has been on a roll and slowly but surely he is catching up to Lucas Raymond and Mo Sider out in Detroit for most rookie points this season. So he's uh, right now ranked third, but... He is slowly but surely getting there, and I know we're all big on Dawson Mercer, but who is it? I even tweeted out saying he's a very cool guy, so 
14 games played. He has five goals, six assists for a grand total of 11 points. Uh, he was able to get a goal in the Boston Bruins game and also an assist, and he, it gave him two points. And he also was able to uh, help the Devils get out to a one nothing lead against the Rangers. Just a beautiful pass to Jesper Bratt for the open breakaway, and then Bratt was able to go five holes. So, you know on this show, I love giving credit when credit is due to, like, you know, an open breakaway or just a great goal. And that was a great goal by Jesper Bratt. Like I said, open breakaway, went five hole. No one was there to greet him. Uh, defensive laps for the New York Rangers. But what a pass from Dawson Mercer because literally, if you look at the replay, there were three uh, Rangers players trailing Jesper Bratt. So the fact that Mercer was able to locate it just beautifully to Jesper Bratt and Jesper Bratt was able to score. I said it in the last episode that I did that keep an eye out for Dawson Mercer because it's time for him to put himself on the map. And guess what, guys? And I said this at the beginning of the year uh, after preseason in which, you know, Alexander Holtz didn't uh, make the team over Dawson Mercer. I said the reason why Dawson Mercer made the roster over Alexander Holtz and Bryce Salvador is a witness because I talked uh, to him about this when he appeared on my show. I said that uh, Dawson Mercer's hockey IQ is just something you cannot teach and they were talking about it on NHL Network. They said like you know just look at the overall IQ from Dawson Mercer and you know he just it's just so knowledgeable it's just so high and you know the fact that he's able to do this kind of stuff for a young guy is the reason why he's one of the key players for the New Jersey Devils and I said ding 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 hey over here I said that at the beginning of the year another prediction I got right I said Dawson Mercer's IQ is through the roof that's why he made of the roster that's why he made some of those highlight plays in preseason I said Dawson Mercer's high IQ is the X factor as to why he originally made the roster over Alexander Holtz. So, you know, if you need to listen back to that to that episode, please do so. I was correct. Once again, everybody, another Trey Matthews prediction that I got correct. So, but I, I was talking about this way before NHL Network was talking about it. I'm just putting that out there. So, anyway, let's talk about the bad for the New Jersey Devils because, like I said, wanted to just give Dawson Mercer a shout-out for his overall impact. Also, uh, Subban was also able to get an assist, and maybe it's time that um, we, we start to just appreciate P.K. Subban just a little bit more. Like, look, guys, I know we expect a lot out of P.K. Subban, and his Corsi 4 percentage is actually not bad. It currently stands at 47%, and 14 games played, he has one goal, six assists for a grand total of seven points, plus minus is in the negatives. It's at negative one, and, you know, I, you know at times, P.K. Subban just lets a slap shot go, and it, it doesn't really pan out too well. Uh, you know, th- that makes him very predictable, and that's how he turns over the puck, and I think if he just limits that a little bit more, then I think uh, he'll be fine. But overall, I just wanted to give a shout-out to P.K. Subban because I think he's starting to get a little better in stepping up because, to put it to some reference, guys, you know, we think of P.K. Subban as a two-way player. Uh, 44 games played last year. Remember, he didn't finish off uh, last year due to uh, him having coronavirus. He had five goals, 14 assists for a grand total of 19 points. He's already on pace to top that. Like, he's well on the mark to, to top it. Like, And the season prior, 68 games played, seven goals, 11 assists for a grand total of 18 points. So I'm just putting that out there, guys. You know, keep an eye out for P.K. Subban. We've been talking about, like, Andreas Janssen, uh, you know, topping his points from last year. We've been talking a lot about Dawson Mercer just being impressive and how he should be uh, a more serious front runner for the Calder Memorial Trophy race. But, you know, give credit when credit is due to P.K. Subban. Now, we'll talk about P.K. Subban a little later in the episode, but let's talk about that play from uh, Kako that gave him his 
his first goal of the year because the one thing we were just talking about, you know, quite frequently was like Kako, uh, he, he didn't have a goal this year. And, you know, we were also talking about Lafreniere uh, struggling a little bit. And Kako was able to get his first goal uh, in third in the third period, but it was a very controversial goal because if you look at the replay, you see that Kako just comes storming in on the crease. Uh, he puts his body on Mackenzie Blackwood, and he's able to you know just punch the goal right past him. He was able to just you know get the puck into the twine, and it was very controversial because it was just like that should be a goalie interference. Now for something like this, you guys know that I look back on it many, many, many times to see where was the wrongdoing. At first glance, you know, it, at, at at fast pace in real time, I didn't really see anything wrong. Like I, I get some of you might come at me for that. I get some of you might think that's controversial, but I'm just like okay. You know, Kako was skating fast. He crashes into Mackenzie Blackwood. I don't think, uh, you know, uh, that should be goalie interference because I've seen the stuff like that happen before. But then I'm like, okay, here's what I think, uh, you know, angered so many people was because I'm looking at Kako's elbow and he hit Mackenzie Blackwood. Like, he literally just, like, you know, did did an elbow maneuver on his head. And I think that's what concussed um, Mackenzie Blackwood. Now, Mackenzie Blackwood did try to continue for the rest of the game, but ultimately Jonathan Bernier had to come in and replace him. And my overall opinion was that goalie interference. Absolutely, 100%. And I don't know why Lindy Ruff didn't challenge that play. Like, seriously, that that was the goal that gave the Rangers the lead. But, you know, if, if you think about it in this context, so the game was uh, tied 2-2. Let's just say Lindy Ruff hypothetically challenges that call. The game remains tied. Then Pavel Zaka gets his uh, his goal to take the lead. Like, if, if the events still occur that they uh, are intended to incur, then, you know, the Devils win that game in regulation and we get the two points instead of settling for one point in a shootout loss. So my opinion is, and I agree with you, Lindy Ruff should have challenged that call. I don't know why he didn't do so. And, you know, that, that play by Kako, that was absolutely 100% goalie interference because I'm just looking at his elbow. I'm not really concerned about the body because I've seen players crash into the goalie and, you know, able to get the puck on by. I see this a lot in college because, as you guys know, I'm a college play-by-play announcer. And uh, But in this instance, I, I do see where the problem is, and that's just that elbow hitting Mackenzie Blackwood. It, it looked like Kako, it was unintentional, but still unintentional or not. You know, he he elbowed Mackenzie Blackwood in the head, and that's what concussed Mackenzie Blackwood. Or he's in the co- he's in the uh, concussion protocol. So it's just like now we're going to be missing our goalie for the next few games, and it's just like stuff like that. It, it's really I, I guess it could only really happen to the New Jersey Devils, quite honestly. And look, I get the frustration, I get the anger, but no sense of being angry. Like like I said, I think Jonathan Bernier did everything he could potentially do because kudos to him for coming into the game when uh, all the players are like you know warmed up. They're ready to go. They're coming at full blast. And, you know, he's able to hold down the fort momentarily. But, you know, just just overall, it's just like that that was I, I just have two questions. If you're the referee, how do you not call that goalie interference? And then if you're Lindy Ruff, how come you did not challenge that call? Like, I, I don't know why Lindy Ruff didn't do so. Like, it, it, he had a challenge, so that that's a time to challenge it. Like, you see that your players are not happy, challenge the call. Because, like I said, that could have really, uh, you know, swung in a better direction for the New Jersey Devils. Because, like I said, that was the goal that gave the Rangers the lead. And then later on in the period, Pavel Zaka was able to get a goal. And which, by the way, Pavel Zaka, uh, the second game in a matter of a few days that he's been clutch for our organization. So, like I said, your apology to Pavel Zaka needs to be just as loud as your hate. Because who was, uh, you know, keeping on giving him lots of chances during the course of the offseason? Me. 
okay, now now digressing a little bit, and you know, Hezier and Tatar were able to get uh, assists, and like I said, uh, Hezier was also a player to look out for this weekend, and he was able to get assists in that Rangers game, but albeit didn't really do anything, uh, you know, miraculous, but still, digressing once again a little bit, that was 100% goalie interference by Kako, and of course, that's credited his first goal of the year. I don't know what uh, the referees were thinking. I don't know what Lindy Ruff was thinking. But the fact that Kako now has two points and one of them is at the hands of a goal against the New Jersey Devils is just very frustrating. And the fact that, you know, this kind of thing happens, I, I don't know. Like, he, he was the former uh, second overall pick back in 2019. And the, the fact that he's played in 11 games, he only has two points. And uh, the his first goal this season comes at the hands of the New Jersey Devils. It's, it's very frustrating. And quite honestly, like I said, this only thing can happen to the New Jersey Devils. But if it makes you feel any better, Lafreniere and also uh, Kako, just doesn't seem like uh, they're really clicking right now. Just doesn't seem like uh, they're living up to uh, the hype. Because I remember Lafreniere was like supposed to be the next big thing. Like uh, NHL uh, uh, was saying like he's going to win the Calder Memorial Trophy with ease. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. He's going to do, uh, you know, uh, historic things. He's going to go to the Hall of Fame. They did a simulation on the Shell video game. And I'm just like, uh-huh, we'll, we'll see what happens. And he wasn't even uh, in the running for the Calder Memorial Trophy. And... Uh, he actually surpassed Jack Hughes for worst uh, performance from a first uh, overall pick. So, you know, at least Jack Hughes doesn't have that on his shoulders anymore. At least Jack Hughes shows some sort of improvement. Not trying to, you know, knock the Rangers or anything, but just saying. Now, another occurrence that happened uh, during the course of the game, and, you know, this has kind of been a narrative all season, was when P.K. Subban allegedly tripped uh, Sammy Blay, and Sammy Blay had to leave the game. He wasn't putting any uh, pressure on his, uh, looked like it was his right leg, and he had to be helped off the rink. And overall, it just raises the question, did P.K. Subban, once again, trip a player intentionally? So, P.K. Subban has already been fined twice for this ordeal. Lindy Ruff has literally had to sit down and discuss with him about, like, like, you know, how to not trip a player. And uh, basically, you know, this dates back to the preseason when uh, P.K. Subban, uh, you know, got uh, his skate underneath uh, Ryan Reeves. Ryan Reeves uh, falls onto the ground, gets injured, and then Chris Kreider comes to the defense of Reeves. And then Kreider and Subban go at each other, like, I believe, three times during the course of the game. But you get the overall narrative. And then uh, P.K. Subban uh, does it to Lucic against uh, the Calgary Flames. And then he does it once again to um, Zgrass in the uh, Ducks game. So, P.K. Subban, the last time he did that to Zgress, which was uh, a couple weeks ago, he was fined $15,000. And I said, the next time P.K. Subban does that, I would not be surprised if the NHL suspends him for like a game or two because, it, you know, they've already fined him a lot of money. And if he's not getting the memo, then he probably needs to be out of commission for a couple games to, you know, get it through his head. But in this case, guys, when I look at the replay and look, I, I've looked at the news articles and saying uh, P.K. Subban uh, did a dirty play on Sammy Blay. And, you know, I'm, I'm really, uh, you know, upset that Sammy Blay did get hurt and had to leave the game. I don't wish injury upon anyone. However, in this case, I really don't think P.K. Subban 
tripped Sammy Blay intentionally. Now, against uh, Trevor Zegras, yes, absolutely. Against uh, Lucic, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, you, you can make the argument that that was intentional and because, you know, his leg comes up a little bit. And then uh, looking back on Ryan Reeves, knowing everything I know now, that probably was the same thing. But obviously, no one really thought anything of it. But, you know, you call that slew footing when you intentionally, like, trip a player with your skate. And you, it's, very, it's a very dangerous hockey play. But when looking at this, and look, I, I get some of you, might not agree with me on this uh, for this ordeal uh, for any of my listeners who live in New York and happen to also be Rangers fans first and foremost I have to ask you what's wrong with you but second of all I just really don't think this was a dirty play from PK Subban I think this was just a flat-out accident like you know just wrong place wrong time it, it's the same situation when Jack Hughes got hurt by Lawson and I didn't blame Lawson for the hit on Jack Hughes yes Jack Hughes is out for quite some time and uh, it could be a while before we see him uh, we, we could see him around Christmas time but Going back to this Blay and Subban incident, I don't think it was intentional from P.K. Subban. I didn't really see any wrongdoing. I looked at the replay uh, many times. I don't really see P.K. Subban's uh, leg come up a little bit. I think it's just like wrong place, wrong time. Now, why do people keep getting injured when P.K. Subban is around, especially in the corner? I have no idea, but maybe this was just a freak accident in this case. And like I said, I, I don't wish injury upon anyone, but in this instance, I really don't think you could blame P.K. Subban. I don't think he's been fined. I don't think he has to talk to the Players Association. I don't think he has to do any of that. I, I didn't hear any reports. And uh, like I said, hopefully Sammy Blay is all right. But in this instance, I didn't really see any wrongdoing from P.K. Subban. Just looked like uh, a hard nose play by both respective players. And unfortunately, Sammy Blay just was on the wrong side of it and he got hurt. But uh, I don't have an update on Sammy Blay. But uh, I just, like I said, once again, for the third and final time, I hope he's all right. But you know, overall this weekend for the New Jersey Devils, it was a hard-fought series, like between the Rangers and also the Bruins, and you know, I made the prediction that the New Jersey Devils would uh, extend their win streak against the Boston Bruins, but wasn't the most confident in it, but I just said, like, look, here's some players that need to step up their game, but, you know, overall, I was just like, I, I guess I was just on a high of all the wins that we were stacking up over the course of the last few games, especially uh, you know, against teams that I thought we would, you know, drop the puck against, but overall, the New Jersey Devils have been surprising me, but it's time for us to start a new win streak. It's time for us to start a new point streak, and hopefully we could do it in our next game against the Panthers. It's still some time before then. Like I said, we were supposed to play the Ottawa Senators. Not going to happen right now due to the um, uh, COVID outbreak amongst the organization of the Senators, but I wish them the best, and hopefully we could get back to uh, playing hockey on Thursday. Luckily, I don't think the New Jersey Devils were in Ottawa at the time. I, I'm not sure if they were maybe like in the Ottawa area, but uh, or, or if uh, I don't think they were at like the practice facilities or uh, at the arena or anything of that nature. So I don't think any New Jersey Devils uh, players need to quarantine, but I, I will give an update as soon as I can. But overall, uh, that I, I guess my overall reaction to that Rangers game, I guess the big thing that was talked about was, was that goalie interference on Kako and was it, you know, a quote unquote dirty play? I would say so. And then for the Sammy Blay and PK Subban incident, uh, I'd, I'd say P.K. Subban is definitely pushing his boundaries a little bit, but I don't think it was a dirty in this sense, and hopefully the NHL sees my perspective on it. But let me know what you guys think. Uh, once again, guys, dating back to what I said at the beginning of the episode, if I say something that you believe is incorrect, please let me know on it. I am human. I try to, uh, you know, give you guys the correct information. I'm not trying to call anyone out. And, you know, overall, I just love talking with you guys so if you agree with something on me like reach out to me on twitter i respond to everybody or 
you know, if you want to just like say, hey, I challenge you on what your stance is, then, you know, challenge me on it and we can have a healthy debate on it. Like there's no malicious intent. We're all Devils fans. We all want the same outcome, but sometimes we just don't agree on everything. So yeah, let me know on Twitter. And like I said, I've done this before with fans and I really enjoy it. So, you know, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a good review and I will give you guys a shout out in the next episode. But as for today, that's about all the time I have for you guys right now. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils, and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening.